Well, good evening, everybody. Have a good to pray as we come to, to God's word. Let's, uh, let's pray. Father God, we started our service with those words of reassurance that my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And we pray now for your help. We pray for your help in understanding your word. We pray that you'd help us to not just know about your peace. We pray that you'd enable us to experience your peace. We thank you for the peace that comes from knowing you, from having a relationship with you. Lord, give us a deeper sense of that peace that we may be able to share it with those around us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I think the greatest gift that God gives us is his peace. Um, in a troubled world, the thing that humankind needs more than anything is peace. In countries where there is war, people long for peace. And families where there is strife, husbands, wives, their children long for peace. In workplaces where there is friction, workers long for peace. In communities where there is crime and violence, neighbours long for peace. The trouble is people think that they can achieve peace in all these different areas in their own strength. But of course, true peace comes from God. And where people are not at peace with God, they will find it hard to be at peace with one another. The Last Supper, when Jesus' life and ministry were coming to an end and he was about to leave his disciples, they were naturally very anxious. And he reassured them by saying, all this I've spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I've said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. When we become Christians, what we experience is a deep peace. The world may still be troubled, our lives may, may still be painful or difficult, but peace comes from knowing that we are loved by God. By knowing that he will ensure that we are okay, that he will never leave us, that he will never forsake us. And this psalm describes all the blessings of peace as well as encourages us to, to pray for people to experience that peace of God for themselves. So let's start by looking at the blessings of peace. And the first of those is that we can rejoice in the presence of God and his people. Have a look at verse, verse 1. I rejoiced with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are standing in your gates, Jerusalem. Well, as Mark mentioned earlier, this uh, um, psalm is a psalm of ascent. And the 15 psalms of ascent, which we find in Psalms 120 to 134, uh, were understood to be written for the pilgrims as they made their way up to Jerusalem for the, the various um, festivals. Uh, that journey wasn't a trudge. It wasn't um, filled with worry about what TDM 25 would be, be like. No, it was an exciting trip. It was a big party of people going up together to worship the Lord. Their hearts were full 
of joy. You can imagine just chatting as they went along. The peace and joy go together. Whether it's a deep-seated peace in one's heart, because of God's love, it expresses itself in joy. And there are times when that joy may be more deeply felt, uh, times when believers come together with, with other believers in the presence of God. And then it's a communal rejoicing. It says here, I rejoice with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. These are people who share the same love for God. They want to go and worship him. And so together they come into God's presence. It says, our feet are standing in your gates, Jerusalem. The temple in Jerusalem, the house of the Lord, was a symbol of God's presence. Of course, God is present everywhere. Um, He's omnipresent, as we say. Uh, But this building had been constructed for his glory as as a focal point where people could come together and praise him. As it says in verse four, that is where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord to praise the name of the Lord, according to the statute given to Israel. Some some ways, our modern-day equivalent would be maybe coming to church. We, we, there's nothing holy about this building, but there is something holy about the people of God in this building. We've been set apart by him. And this is where we come together to, to praise the name of the Lord. And God's people will be doing that in gatherings throughout the world. On holiday, we, we gathered with a group of believers in a, in a small church in Spain, to worship God with uh, the, same, the same God with the same peace and the same joy, just in a different language, of which we didn't understand everything, but we were still able to worship the Lord. I expect many of you will have worshipped over the holiday period in different places, uh, maybe in this country or other countries, with God's people. Wherever we meet, whether we meet with other believers, uh, um, or whether we come to this church here in Long Crendon, I guess the question we ask ourselves, do we come with a sense of peace and joy, with excitement about what we're going to do when we come here. Are we looking forward to this experience? When Jews come together, they, they greet one another by saying shalom, peace. And the Christians in Romania do the same thing. They say pace, peace, because that is what we share together as believers, isn't it? That's what we have in common, the peace of God. It's one blessing of God's peace is to rejoice in the presence of God and his people. Another is to trust in God's justice. Come look at verse, verse 5. It says, There, that's in Jerusalem, stand the thrones for judgment, the thrones of the house of David. One of the reasons why this world is so unsettled and lacking in peace is the lack of justice. People are treated unjustly uh, throughout the world on a daily basis. I'm sure many of you will at some stage have experienced um, being treated unjustly in your lives, maybe um, by your employer, uh, maybe by the state, maybe even by friends or family. For many believers in the world, they experience injustice simply for being Christians. They're living in countries where they are persecuted for their faith. And that is why in 1 Timothy 2, we are urged to pray for kings and all those in authority. Why? 
that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. In countries where the church is persecuted, Christians are are holding on to that belief in a just God. That even if they don't see justice in their lifetimes, they know that one day all the perpetrators of injustice will be called to account. Justice will be done, so they don't need to, to worry about that. They can leave it in God's hands and remain at peace. Romans 12, Paul writes, If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. The amazing thing, of course, is that each of us actually does deserve God's wrath. Um, Each of us deserves to be judged for our own sins, for the way in which we have mistreated God. We are all guilty. But because of God's mercy, because Jesus took that punishment for us, we have been justified. We have been declared innocent of all wrongdoing. And when guilt is taken away, there is peace. The reason why many people don't know peace in their lives is because of of guilt, a guilt which um, they cannot do anything about, which they're trying to get rid of, but which they cannot do anything about. But if only they would come to Jesus for forgiveness and have that guilt taken away. Well, thirdly, God's blessing of peace means knowing God's security. And here again, we have the, the physical security of the city of Jerusalem that symbolizes the spiritual security we have if we trust in God. Have a look at verse 3. Jerusalem is built like a city that is closely compacted together. In verse 7. May there be peace within your walls and security within your citadels. Again, one of the reasons people lack peace is because they feel insecure. There are so many things that could go wrong in their lives, and they're worried about them. I always find it interesting when you go um, and visit one of these, these ancient castles or fortresses, like the one we visited on holiday in, uh, in Granada, which has been standing since the, uh, the 13th century. Um, it feels secure, these thick walls. Um, and maybe in a 13th century battle, it probably would have been. But of course today it could be wiped out by a couple of carefully directed missiles launched from hundreds of miles away. There is nothing secure in our lives today. We may think of ourselves as being more reasonably healthy, but again our health could be taken away tomorrow. Our lives could be taken away tomorrow. Last week the Queen's doctor was riding his bike to to work on cycle to work day and was knocked over by a lorry and killed. But in God, we are secure. We are secure because of his love. In Psalm 71, that was the Mary um, had their golden wedding celebration. It says, be my rock of refuge to which I can always go. Give the command to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. They have experienced lots of challenges, as you know, and lots of uncertainty in their lives over the 50 years in which they've been married. 
But the love of God has protected them. It's given them security. It's given them peace, peace of mind, peace in their souls. Then the service, um, we're going to sing the, the, the well-known hymn, When peace like a river attendeth my way. And I'm sure many of you will know the circumstances in which it was written. The hymn writer Horatio Spafford having lost four of his daughters in a tragedy at sea. And yet despite that, he was still able to say, it is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. The blessings of peace are wonderful, aren't they? Of course, we won't experience complete peace um, until we go to be with the Lord in glory. Uh, But in the book of Revelation, John gives us a a picture of life in that place, a life of, of complete peace. We're told there won't be a temple there because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city, we're told, does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and the Lamb is its lamp. We're told the gates will never be shut because there will be no fears of security. Nothing impure will ever enter into it. The river of the water of life will flow down the middle of it. The new Jerusalem will come down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And God's dwelling place will be among the people. They will be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. That is the glory that awaits us. That is the perfect peace that awaits us if we put our trust in Jesus Christ. But sadly, of course, not everybody has, and often uh, because they put their trust in something else. Because they refuse to accept the offer of peace that God has made to them. Which brings us on to the next point, which is the despair of life without peace. Let's turn to uh, Luke uh, chapter 19 in, in the New Testament. You'll find that on page... Um, Page 105.4. The same God referred to in Psalm 122 is now walking on this earth in human form. That's Jesus Christ. In future, his people will no longer need to go and make sacrifices in a physical place. The temple has been replaced by the body of Christ which Jesus is about to sacrifice. So how does Jesus respond when he sees Jerusalem, as he approaches Jerusalem, where he's going to give his life for many? Verse 41, let's pick it up there. As he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it and said, if you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now... It is hidden from your eyes. The days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encircle you and hem you in on every side. They will dash you to the ground, you and the children within your walls. They will not leave one stone on another because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. Jesus' tears 
revealed just how much he loved the people of Jerusalem, just how much he loved the people he had made, how much he shared the desire of the psalmist of peace for Jerusalem. If you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace. Jesus has come to bring peace. The gospel is the good news of peace. Peace that comes from being reconciled to God. But the people of Jerusalem are looking for peace in the wrong place. Peace will no longer be found in a pilgrimage to a temple in Jerusalem. It will no longer be found in the Old Testament sacrifices or any attempt to justify themselves by by works. Peace is found in Jesus. And the problem is they haven't recognized him. They've not recognized, as Jesus says, the time of God's coming to them. God is there in front of them. He's in their midst, but they failed to acknowledge him. People sometimes say today, well, if Jesus was here in front of me now, I would acknowledge him. I would submit to him. But of course, I'm sure they would still find excuses. Which brings us on to our final point and the challenge uh, for all of us here this evening. Um, And that is a challenge to pray for peace. Have a look at verse 6 to the end. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May those who love you be secure. May there be peace within your walls and security within your citadels. For the sake of my family and friends, I will say, peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your prosperity. Now there's a need to pray for those who are already at peace with God. For Christians, that they would know his peace in a deeper way. As we rejoice in his presence, as we trust in his justice, as we know his security. May those who love you be secure. Because we will all be tempted at some point to, to lose faith in God's love, to, to question that security. And as a result, to lose his peace. That is the devil's strategy. He wants us to lose his peace, and so we need to pray against that. As Jesus said to his disciples, do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. And we are here for one another. We are here to support one another in our worries. But of course, the Great Commission was also to to all nations. Um, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. And so we need to pray also for the lost as we were looking at this morning. Pray that others may enjoy the peace that we enjoy. Because it's as we ourselves enjoy that peace more fully, it will overflow from us to others. They will see something different in us. Some of you may um, have come across this book, uh, uh, Out of the Salt Shaker and Into the World by Rebecca Manley Pippert. It's a great book, um, subtitled is Evangelism as a Way of Life. And by God's grace, Rebecca has led many people to Christ. But the greatest burden she carried around with her for much of her life um, has been for her father. She herself became a Christian as a teenager. 
And on that first night when she prayed, she described how she felt this unmistakable message from God. The message to tell her dad what had happened to her. That God loves him as well and wants him to give his life to God. And now she confessed and that was a pretty, she was pretty horrified by the thought, and but managed to pluck up the courage a couple of days later um, to speak to him. And that didn't go too well. Um, and this is her recollection of what her dad said to, to her. Becky, you see everything around you, he said, gesturing with his hand towards our home. Everything I've ever had, every, every accomplishment, everything you see in this home, no one gave it to me. It wasn't a gift. It came from me. It's all a result of my hard work. I just don't understand why someone needs to depend on God when with discipline, drive, and a little luck, you can accomplish it all yourself. I'm sorry, Becky, but it doesn't make sense to me. Now, she, she persevered in prayer for him over the many years and when he was um, still relatively young, in his 60s, he suffered a series of minor strokes um, and then developed Alzheimer's and ended up in a nursing home. And one day, um, uh, Becky, living on the other side of the, the U.S., uh, again felt the Lord saying to her, go to your dad and appeal to him one last time to become a Christian. It was quite hard by this stage because his speech wasn't, wasn't great. Um, and she was very anxious about it. But felt the Lord saying to her, don't worry, I'm in charge of this. Just be at peace. So she goes, and then the course of the day and time with him, a natural opportunity arises for her to bring up the subject. And to her amazement, her dad makes it clear that even with his um, difficulty in communicating, that he wants to put his trust in Jesus. And he asks her to pray for him. And he even asks if they can go to heaven together. Um, to which she replies, well, if you don't mind, Dad, I'd like to wait a little bit. Um, and when she speaks to the nurses, sometime later, some weeks later, she asks them if they'd noticed any change in her dad. And one of them replied this. Um, she said, yes, your dad used to get so agitated, but we've all noticed how peaceful and serene he seems. A common view that um, those who are not Christians have of Christians is that they are uh, all pretty arrogant because they think they are right and everyone else is wrong. And that's maybe why we're quite nervous about telling people about Jesus because we don't want to come across as, as arrogant. But if we can show them that we have something so precious, so meaningful, the peace and the joy of a relationship with God, and we want them to enjoy that as well because we love them so much. Then evangelism becomes quite a different prospect, isn't it? Rebecca didn't bring her, her dad to faith through her reasoning, but through her persistent love and prayers for him. Verse 8 says to finish, For the sake of my family and friends, I will say, Peace be within you. Amen.